Troy, I have a question for you. Sure. Do you know who said this? Every day is a battle not to order and eat a whole pizza. Every day is a battle not to order. Before you said the quote, I was going to say Mark Twain, but I don't think that was Mark Twain. <laughs> Samuel, <laughs> Samuel Clements. Samuel Clements. <laughs> no. it's, actually, it's actually me. That's every That's day. Oh. Every That's day. Every day is a battle to not order and eat a whole pizza. And every day I don't do that. It's a win. It's a victory. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. I wake up the next day going, oh, well, man. at least I didn't order and eat a whole pizza last night. Yeah. Yeah. So today I wanted, wanted to talk about celebrating those small wins. Um, and we'll get to what that means in a second. Um, you know, because it does seem like when you hear about success stories, a lot of times it's something like somebody's lost 60 pounds in six months or, you know, you're on Instagram and you see some guy deadlifting or squatting or benching three times their body weight for their new personal best. Or somebody, you hear a story about a CEO that turned his life around or her life around from being depressed and anxious to being, you know, becoming a CEO of a major corporation. And, you know, and those are really inspiring stories and ones you'd want to share and brag about and amazing accomplishments. But those are really few and far between. It seems like most of the time changes in our life are really small and maybe they're so small you don't even notice them. But they are improvements and they should be celebrated because they can help motivation. And that's what we're going to talk about today on Who Cares About Men's Health, providing information, inspiration, and different interpretation of men's health. It's all about keeping the momentum going by noticing and celebrating the small wins regarding your health. My name is Scott. I bring the BS, the MD to my BS, Dr. Troy Madsen. Hey, Scott. I'm excited to talk about small wins. And he's a Who Cares About Men's Health convert. He started out skeptical. And now he's all on board. Producer Mitch. Hey. Ready to talk about the tiniest of wins. All right. Tiniest. Yeah. So I thought maybe we could share with our audience our small wins to not only give them, but give each of us ideas how to find those and then how to find the bravery to celebrate them. Because I'm going to be honest with you guys. I feel silly <laughs> talking about mine. Yeah. Like I wrote down some stuff and I remember at the time and I still am personally the internal Scott is very excited about these little things. Yeah. They show progress and, and I'm excited about it and I'm, and I'm heartened by them. But then when I imagine myself saying them out loud, they sound really dumb. Oh, <laughs> so. I'm, I'm in the same boat. I've, I've written down some things and these are things I'm excited about too. And then I'm like, but I would never say anyone, anything to anyone about these things. It's not yeah. like I would be like, Hey, I just did this or this is what's going on. But internally, as as these things, you know, as I've thought about it and looked at these things, I'm I'm excited about them too. I'm like, this is cool. I'm glad that I'm doing this or that this has happened or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe lesson number one. You know, who knows where we'll end up at the end of the episode? Is maybe these small wins are just meant to be kept for yourself. <laughs> maybe they're not meant. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe that's our takeaway. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna sound so silly saying these things out loud that yeah, maybe right. that's a takeaway. <laughs> and then that kind of just makes it you know makes it smaller. Like if you told somebody and you get this this real weird reaction you'd be like oh maybe that wasn't a big deal mitch you were yeah. gonna say something oh, it's just it's interesting that you guys are have like you're thinking about it and then you're excited about it. like i i i had the hardest time coming up with any of these like it just in my mind i was like i'm not doing anything like nothing's really successful and it took a lot of effort to find the things and then once i got them i'm like okay all yeah. right yeah I can talk about these things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Good. I think that could be a second lesson, right? Like we're, you know, some of us might not be programmed or even looking for small wins, right? Because right. we're so focused on 
the bigger picture or the bigger goal or the bigger thing that we want to accomplish that we don't take a look at the small. We're not even looking for them. So that could be a lesson, right? That you, you kind of got to work to look for them. And I, as I was thinking about my ideas too, Mitch, it was kind of the same thing. I was really struggling to come up with it. And I'm like, well, this is why we do gratitude journals. Yeah. This is why right. we do daily pages. And we talk about these kind of things because it is work to pull them up and you do have to invest a little time. So um, I'm going to come with the, the small win that inspired me to want to talk about this in the first place. I've been strength training fairly consistently now for the past couple of months. And by consistent, I mean, I go in probably three times a week, you know, half hour, 45 minutes each session. And I mean, first of all, showing up yeah. three times a week <laughs> for a half hour to 45 minutes, carving time out of my schedule and actually making it there. That's a small win, right? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of small win number one. And you're doing it. You're being consistent yeah. with it. But here was the small win that inspired this topic. They have a pull up bar there. And I, I can't really do any pull-ups. I used to be able to when I was younger, but I can't. But I try to hang from the pull-up bar. And when I first started going in a couple months ago, I'd hang from that pull-up bar and I'd feel this pulling in the muscles in my chest and my shoulders and my through my elbow and my forearms. And it was just, it was more, it was painful. It hurt. <laughs> it hurt in a lot mm. of places more than just my forearms. And the other day I just thought, oh, I'm in between sets, I'm going to go try to do that. And I went and I hung and it felt pretty good. <laughs> oh, so you weren't, you weren't sore or anything? No, I it felt like the muscles had stretched out. So I wasn't like all tangled up or mangled like I used to be. I was able to hold, you know, and hang there for a good 60 seconds without too much struggle where, you know, before it was 15, 20 seconds, my forearms started uh, okay. burning. And I really haven't seen increases in weight otherwise, but that was just like a small win. I'm like, awesome. This is great. I'm so <laughs> yeah. happy about this. That is awesome. I am realizing already, though, that this will probably accomplish what you said at the outset, that maybe we, these are things we shouldn't share with other people. <laughs> oh, my God. No, it's good. As someone That's who awesome, has though. a little bar that I hang on all the time, like I am I'm impressed. Just I'm impressed. I'm totally joking. But that's not something you would tell a bunch of dudes like, hey, no. guys, I, I hung from a pull-up bar today. For a full minute. But, yeah, 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 yeah. But no, but it is a win. It is a win. And it is a good. win because like yeah. a lot of things happen to make that more comfortable for me, right? Yeah, and it's progress. I, yeah, it is progress. It's very small, minuscule progress, but it tells me that my body is adapting. It tells me that my muscles are starting to stretch out, which then I think excites me because I start thinking, well, you know, maybe pull-ups are in my future. And then I just start thinking about having more control over my body and more mobility and more flexibility, you know, and those sorts of things. So that was my, that was my silly little small win. I like yeah, it. But, but it's got you thinking about and keeping you motivated for what you right. can eventually come. Yeah, yeah. Right. And yeah. sometimes that can be the hardest part, right? We've learned consistency is so important with any of these health ende health endeavors. Like, how do you keep yourself motivated? And I think you're right. I think that does motivate me a little bit. Um, Mitch, why don't you go ahead and go, What was what's a small win you're going to share? So mine was similar. And it was so hard to come up with is because a couple years ago, I mean, we did the who cares about Mitch's health mid-May 5K, right? But I injured my ankle then, and I injured my ankle again last October, bad enough that I was in a brace, I had to go to physical therapy again, etc. And so there's a part of me that's like, I should be jogging. But a couple months ago, I decided, you know what, I, I need to, I'm, I'm, I cannot walk as long as I used to, etc. Let me at least get some steps in every day. And so I got myself a little uh, walking pad, this little like foldable, super slow treadmill that goes underneath the, my standing desk. And um, 
I don't know. When I got it, I was like, I'm going to lose all this weight. I'm going to like be amazing. I'm going to start jogging again, whatever. And I haven't 100% lost any weight. I haven't really like gotten feeling comfortable that I can run as much as I used to. Um, I'm getting better. But but even though those things did not come to fruition, even those like big goals, big ideas, like I get on that treadmill and I'm I can walk for longer. I don't like. <laughs> right. That sounds right. terrible. But it's just yeah. like, you know, I I it used to be when I first started, I'd have to take breaks, you know, and, and, and you know, you're trying to work and edit and walk at the same time. And it's like, oh, man. I think I got to sit down for five minutes, but now I don't have to. I can go for most of the day just walking along. And well, it hasn't like led to all these like great dreams that I had for the device. Like I could walk. Yeah. Yeah. You're on your feet. You're not sitting all day. And and uh, like you said, you're even finding that you've got more stamina than you did when you started. And, you know, uh, so it's so interesting when you say that you had thought you were going to lose all this weight or it would get you ready for uh, jogging again. I really want to focus on the weight part. Like, I think that comes back to what we see on social media or even yep. advertisements for these mm-hmm. products. Like, you get this. And if you do 10,000 steps a day, you're going to lose all sorts of weight. And some people yep. have that experience, you know, and s- some people don't. So, and yeah. I, I was a sucker to it. I mean, I saw these yeah. people online, these guys online who were like, Hey, yeah, no, it's, you know, it's not like doing a full whatever, but you know, I, I did lose like five pounds and I'm just like, I haven't seen mm-hmm. any of that, but you know what? I can walk. Right. And yeah. I mean, you, if you just took it at face value, you might go, well, this was a failure and stop doing it. But I can also tell you that here's one thing I know. It's better to be moving than not moving, regardless right. of what right. else happens. Right. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Regardless yeah. of the outcome. Yeah. You're not sitting, you're on your feet, you're moving. That's, that's an accomplishment right there, even if you're not losing weight. So that's great. That's yeah. a good small win. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Troy, what, what do you got for us for a small win? Uh, so a small win from this week that I, it was the first thing that came to mind when you proposed this topic. And funny, we're talking about ankles here. So mine also has to do with my ankle. I was on a run a couple of days ago and just had a bad ankle roll. Just Ooh. one of those where I just yelled. I was like, ah, <laughs> I'm sure other people out there heard it. And it was one of those where my initial reaction was, wow, that was bad. That really hurt. But I kept running. Uh, I did another two miles after that. And then the next day. <laughs> I had a long run, so I did 24 miles the next day and it was sore, but it felt good. And so for me, it was like, okay, this was, I've rolled that ankle so many times. Like it's just a headache to deal with it. But, um, but I was happy that I kept moving. I kept going, kind of worked through it. And I find often, at least for me, when stuff like that happens, I think I've just rolled this ankle so many times I've, I've found how to deal with it. Um, (laughs) I find that keeping moving and, uh, you know, continuing to, to keep going and then doing resistance bands, stuff with it at home, that seems to be the best way for me to recover. So I was happy. I, you know, for me, the small win was dealing with an, an ankle roll, which I've had before, but this was, this was a painful one. Uh, but then just keeping going and, and keeping my routine up. So it could have been a big setback and I was glad it wasn't. Yeah. Or you could have let it get into your brain as a big setback. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I noticed all of us talked about like kind of, you know, when we talk about the core four activity, nutrition, sleep, mental health, um, we all kind of hit on some physical stuff, right? And right. I, I found myself struggling to come up with uh, small wins maybe in the other categories of the core four. Did anybody come up with something other than just physical or activity? Yeah, I've got, oh, I, I hit oh. all the core four. I got them. Oh, you did. Oh, I got gosh. It. All right. Yeah. Well, um, 
what what's yours mitch go ahead uh so mine has to do with my diet and it's back to that like am i losing a ton of weight right now no right but 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 i'm also finding and trying out new recipes i am consistently uh prepping a bunch of really healthy meals every single week and i find myself like you know i'm not measuring food i'm not eating just chicken and peas but i'm doing fruits and veggies uh i can say that like i'm getting my daily like you know suggested amounts of fruits vegetables uh increasing the amount of beans lentils and those types of things like we've talked about before and so Hmm. while it's again you assume good diet equals riggedy ripped abs and that is not right <laughs> like i sh- this should be melting off with how I much should. healthier i'm eating but it's not but i get to feel super great about like you know eating things that i know are good for me and it's just things like you know i'm i don't feel like garbage the next day if i've like you know binge eated ate some junk food or something the day before or whatever like you know it's not quite what i was expecting but I'm feeling better than I have in a long time. So, and you're getting those, you're getting those pulses, those pulses, pulses. Yeah, a little something. The beans, the beans, the uh, yeah, yeah, pul- yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah, the pulses. Yeah, yeah. So that's and that's you know we talked about that as like the closest thing to a superfood. So even if you're not seeing the results with weight loss, you're seeing I'm sure other health benefits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, like right, just because the weight's not coming off. I can tell you that eating healthier is better than not eating healthy. Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, what's, what's the harm? You know, I, I guess I do have a little small win and this is kind of silly, but it's not, I don't know. Well, it, it, it comes back to our thesis, right? It's silly to say outside. Um, recently had an anniversary and um, my wife got us an anniversary cake and uh, all I wanted to do was eat cake. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and before my meals, uh, you know, no dinner, just cake. But uh, I told myself, you know what? Here's the rule while this cake's in the house. You have to eat something good before you can have a slice of cake. Sure. Um, And then after I did so, I'd have half the amount that I was, you know, probably would have had uh, had I not eaten anything. Uh, You know, and I still ate cake, which could be considered a failure, right? Because cake's not necessarily healthy. But we do talk about moderation and you should still be able to enjoy those things. But at least I had my healthy meal, right? Was I the model of perfection? No. But it was a small win, right? Because I did eat something healthy. I had less cake. I got to enjoy my cake. And uh, it, it feels like it feels funny to brag about it. But that was my <laughs> that was my cake win. Yeah, I nice. totally didn't eat a whole cake. But you still, I did it. But still, like yeah. that is something good. Like especially you made a rule to yourself. You got some non-negotiables in there. You stuck to it. Like that is a victory. Uh, Troy, what's, what's, your, uh, what's your other small win you're going to share on the show today? Okay, so I'm going to go on the diet side on this one, too. And I, I promise I'm not copying you guys because it sounds this way. But mine also had to do with eating sweets. But uh, for me, it's more it's funny. I I think I'm a little a little intense on the sweet side. Like I even asked Laura recently, like, do you think I have an eating disorder? And her answer was yes. Um, was that, was, oh. that the, was that because we had the podcast about asking your spouse what they were about exactly, your health? Exactly. <laughs> and that's what you got. I got the answer. Yes. Wow. She thinks I'm orthorexic, which is probably fair. What's Ortho- that mean? It means you are so strict with your diet that it becomes oh. disordered. Oh, okay. oh wow. Uh, uh, I think she was half joking, but probably not. Um, because I am pretty, pretty 
at least when it comes to sugar consumption, I, I have completely taken to heart the hidden sugars episode completely. Like I look at what I am consuming as far as added sugar each day. And I, honestly, I, I think maybe sometimes I, I have swung the pendulum a little too far the other way. So she made a bunch of cookies the other night and I just enjoyed them. I Aww. probably ate, I probably ate 10 cookies and I didn't care. I enjoyed it. Oh, it was great. <laughs> Um, and that so, was the win that you just, you didn't feel bad about it. Yeah. I, at first I kind of did. Then I was like, nah, those were great. I loved them. They were delicious. Right. They were like these Dulce de Leche cookies. It was like oh, snickerdoodles wow. with like Dulce de Leche, uh, in it. And they were very tasty. <laughs> like they were really good. And, um, I enjoyed it. How'd you get yourself to the point where you're like, no, I'm not going to beat myself up because I did this. I think after eating the first cookie, I just couldn't help myself. Oh, <laughs> so okay. It was kind of one of those things. It was like, these are so good. I don't care. But you didn't uh, beat yourself up afterwards then? Or would you normally? Yeah, I, I didn't. And I was kind of like, I enjoyed it. They were good. Yeah. I, I'm and, not going to make a habit out of it. Right. But, um, and for yeah, you, it's so, kind of a one-off weird sort of a thing. So why not? Everyone's yeah. Smart. Yeah. So I think I probably yeah. need to dial it back a little bit on the on the sugar focus, which I definitely have focused on. Um, so it was a win for me in the sense of, you know, I think sometimes with our health habits, sometimes we lose sight of the forest for the trees. We get so focused on certain aspects of it that maybe, you know, we can you know, get a little too intense about it. So it was good for me. You know, it was a small victory. Again, yeah. I would not share that with anyone else. But since we're talking about it, <laughs> sure. I'm sharing it. <laughs> Troy, since you feel like you're stealing everybody's, we're going to let you go next with the third small win. And then we could all act like we're copying you. So what, oh, was, good. Your, good. what was your next small win? Let's do this. Uh, so the next one. So we're going to go in the mental health category now. I mentioned on the podcast a while ago, I've really tried to look at the emotions of anxiety and anger and trying to reduce those in my life, like try to make a conscious effort. And in situations where I might sometimes be, you know, feel like I, I might become anxious or become more angry to try and dial that back a bit, and be aware of it and, and not experience those emotions. So this morning, our dog, we're doing some remodeling, our dog stepped in paint, our dog walked all over oh, our no. kitchen and living room. And my immediate response was to be like, what in, the, you know, how did this happen? You know, and say some choice words and whatever, but I didn't. And I said, okay, I got some turpentine, some paint thinner. I got a rag and I just cleaned it up and cleaned the dog up. And so, you know, finding things like that, again, it's a small victory. It's, and I'm finding too, you know, when I'm driving, like things where, you know, people are rude, they're tailgating you, that kind of stuff. Previously, I, I might be angry in those situations. I'm trying not to, I'm just like, Hey, whatever they do, whatever they want. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so I think that's been a small victory for me in trying to hmm. reduce those sort of emotions or reactions and then trying to recognize the scenarios where otherwise I might have reacted differently in the past and, and saying, hey, I didn't do that. I'm, I'm glad. Glad things were different this time. You know, that's so funny that you mentioned that. I went through that similar process probably, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, because I used to get really angry when I'd work mm -hmm. on a project and something wouldn't go right. I'd swear and yell and throw yeah. stuff. I don't know where I got that from. I have no idea. Uh, and finally, I just thought, you know what, why are you doing this? This isn't healthy. And it took a while, mm. but it was kind of the same thing. Like I could so empathetically put myself in your position where you just see what happened and you just go like, you can feel it bubbling up, but then you just yeah. take a breath and you go, all right, <laughs> let's just yeah. go solve this problem. Like I'm going to have to anyway. And yeah. Clean it up. yeah, that's awesome. Wayne. I like it. Yeah. And I think a big part of it is just that 
and for me, it's not just so much even the reaction. It's more, I feel like I'm doing better at recognizing that emotion. And I think sometimes we don't really recognize the emotion until it overtakes us. Yeah. But, but when you start yeah, to yeah. just feel it coming on, it's like, okay, it's coming on. Let's rationalize this. Let's think about this. Let's look at it differently. Let's not, not, not let that get to the point where it consumes us and, and leads to an angry response. Or again, these are both kind of more anger responses, but there's also the anxiety piece as well, you know, where let's, let's not let it get to that point. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's actually what my my next one was all about was uh, anxiety. See, now we're all caught yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, I went first. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I went first um, on that one. And again, it, I think about how far I've come, and it's like it. I am very proud of it. But the if I were to like minimize and like shrink down what I, what I did that I was proud of the other day is, I was five minutes late to a class I was teaching and didn't have a full meltdown. So oh, nice. no big deal. You're but no, it's like guys, huh? You don't like being late, huh? I well, but it's not just not liking to be late. Like back two years ago now, I've been in therapy for two years when I first got diagnosed and got put on some medications and stuff like that. Previously. I was having full, like, I couldn't think straight. I was getting mad at everyone. I was like, I would yell at people in the car for making me late, et cetera. Like it is, it was such a deep down, like reaction that got out of control sometimes. And it would just be like, I'm fired. All the students are going to like talk to the Dean and they're going to get me fired. Like it was just, it was like, I know we're not supposed to use crazy, but it was just like, it was insane how much like, that negative spiral would happen. And so it kind of dawned on me the other day as I'm like stuck behind, you know, a crap ton of traffic that I was not planning on and everything like that to be like, you know what? <sighs> Apologize. You got, you know, you were five minutes late. That doesn't mean that you're the worst person in the whole wide world, you know? And like, yeah. again, that sounds so weird <laughs> saying aloud, <laughs> right? Yeah. But for me, it was just like, all right. All right, we have we have gotten somewhere. We have r arrived somewhere. Like it's let's keep this up. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. And and I think, you know, for you to obviously there's the 15 minute rule too. You do know about that, right? Which one? 15 minute rule. Oh, it, yeah, the they, students you know, all they don't actually leave. They don't no. like to ditch you until anyway. That's what we always said the 15 minute rule. So you do have a buffer there. But, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's great, you know, and I think too you mentioned something there that's important. I I found I found personally, I, I, is it related to like medical care, that kind of thing? Um, like I expected perfection. I, I yeah. have to be perfect. And it was a big thing for me several years ago to just be able to be like, okay, I can apologize. Like if, if things aren't perfect, which sometimes they're not going to be, I can, I can acknowledge my mistake and I can apologize. And I think being able to do that and getting comfortable with that was really helpful also in dealing with some of the anxiety I would feel as it related to my profession and my work. So yeah. And I, and when I apologized, it was like a couple of students were like, you were four minutes late. Like I had, a, yeah. I had an instructor last uh, yesterday that I had to leave because they were so late. And it's like, oh, OK. All right. Yeah. 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 I don't need yeah. to be so hard on myself. Right. Yeah. Everybody else. Yeah. You're the hardest on yourself. Everybody yeah. else is just understanding. Sure. Uh -huh. Yeah. All right. Uh, since we're in the kind of mental, emotional health one, this this is going to sound really dumb out loud. But here we go. I considered a win when I don't spend a lot of time mindlessly scrolling anymore. And mm -hmm. I've been working really hard because I don't know if you know this or not, but when you scroll like Instagram reels, it's your brain looking for novelty mm -hmm. and you just keep going until you find some novelty. You get that little dopamine hit 
Hmm. And I can be kind of addicted to that. Like I tell myself I'm going to sit down for five minutes and just unwind and just see what's there. And then an hour later, I'm like, what? Yeah. Um, so if I, uh, I've, I've been working on trying not to do that quite so much, I will allow myself some, but I try to not do it at all. And, um, I, I've been doing all right, so mm-hmm. I'm not perfect, but that's kind of been my small win lately. And the way I accomplished that is I took Instagram off my phone and I only have one device where I can look at it. So I have mm-hmm. to conscientiously go to that room where that device is, pick it up, you know, and then, then do my thing. And then it's, I don't know, it's easier to set down. So. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you have to do that too, with those kind of things. Like you have to have like physical barriers or something to, to prevent from just kind of falling into that. Cause it absolutely makes sense. With social media. Why is that? How come it's never been a thing? I'm just not on social media. Like I think if I were on Instagram, I would absolutely do that. Like there, I have a couple websites I read every day and I, and they're like these compilation websites that, you know, lots of and this, is, again, this is stuff I shouldn't even be saying. Cause I, I would never say this in public, but they're like science, you know, science focused in that. And I'll, I'll kind of go down the rabbit hole where I just like reading, 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 reading. And, you know, and I just kind of lose track of time. But, um, so I think it's comparable to maybe what you'd run into with Instagram and or something well, like that. But. Maybe kind of, <laughs> except for you're not watching somebody who dresses up their prairie dog and does little dances. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, uh, you're uh, a science website, so screw yeah. you. <laughs> well, I, like I said, it's stuff I really shouldn't even say out loud. But I think, I think the emotion is the same. And I think the process and the dopamine hip is the same as well, where you're kind of seeking that novelty. And, um, so anyway, but I, I totally get it too. So, all right, on to number four, and I'll go ahead and kick this one off. Um, this one's for sleep. I'll go ahead and throw in, in the sleep domain. And I was curious what you guys think. Is it a small win if I just maintain my 10 o'clock bedtime? It's a huge win, man. No, that was going to be mine. Like, no joke. Like, I have a bedtime now. It's not 10, but like, I stick to it and I feel amazing. I think we're all stealing each other's because that's what I was going to say to (laughs) you. I I, I really, I even have it written down. I'll send you a a picture of what I wrote down here. So, and it's not, it's not easy sometimes because at our house between nine and 10 is usually when my wife and I, spend a little time together we have a show that we'll watch you know and when 10 o'clock rolls around if we're halfway through it i'm like nope gotta go to bed well i guess we'll finish it tomorrow night and you know you get some initial pushback from your partner uh you know because sometimes it's a good show and you want to see how it ends or whatever but i generally do a pretty good job of maintaining that and i mean it sounds silly right like i'm good about going to bed at 10 o'clock but i don't know (laughs) kind of a small win that i that i'm proud of no, it's such a huge win. I really mm-hmm. think it is. And it's so de-emphasized in society in terms of just sleep and the value of that. And and obviously, as Kelly Barron has said on our show, just having that same bedtime every night makes such a big difference. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a big win, just maintaining it and, and being fairly strict about it, too. And mine's kind of the opposite is I have stuck to the same wake up time, right? Oh. So as someone who has constantly struggled with insomnia, people, a person who like this past summer wasn't able to get some medications I needed to help me sleep. And I had a couple of weeks where I was just sleep deprived and I felt miserable, like, you know, getting my schedule back by just committing for the last like two months, three months now, like every single day I get up at 630, regardless of when I went to sleep. And it was really tough mm-hmm. at the start. But man, oh, man, I get tired. I feel tired when I around the time I'm supposed to feel tired and I'm able to fall asleep. And it just it's like, ugh, this is what babies can do. And this what did I do? <laughs> what did I, I finally figured out the baby secret? Like, <laughs> will you please teach sleep. my baby? That's <laughs> <laughs> please. 
Um, <laughs> any other wins you want to talk about before we kind of start to wrap this up? Well, I didn't get to say my win, Scott. Oh, I'm sorry. What you, I thought you said it was sleep. It is. It is okay. pretty much the same thing as yours. <laughs> the I, mind don't is, take, I don't want to take your time out of the spotlight sharing your win. So go it's ahead. A, it's, a little, it's a little different than yours. It is sleep. But my win is that I feel tired when I want to go to sleep. Right. For, for me, it's nine o'clock. I know this sounds really weird now, but this is this is what my bedtime's become since having a, a little kid. Um it's nine o'clock and I was thinking about it last night and I was thinking, I love that I am tired and I fall asleep. I just love that. Mm -hmm. And it's something I haven't had for a long time uh, in part just because of shift work and my schedule. But that to me was just, it's again, I would never share that with anyone, but I just thought about it last night. Like I love that I get tired and I fall asleep. It's really cool. That's me. That's I, yes. Yes. Like having after years of feeling like I had to like stay awake until I passed out, like to finally be like, you know, I'm kind of tired. I think I'm going to hit the hate. Like it feels like a completely different person. And it feels so good to go when you're tired to go in and lay down and end the day. Mm -hmm. And then fall. I mean, it's very rewarding. Yeah, I love the bed. I love my bedtime routine. I'll go down. I'll go sit in my bed, and I, I will. I will sit there. I'll read a book for like maybe ten minutes. Getting to you know, we talked about before, kind of that habit too of just like just reading a book, not looking mm-hmm. at your screen, anything like that. And then I just get drowsy. Sometimes I'll even kind of doze off as I'm reading the book, and it's just something I haven't had for a, a really long time, like many many years. I haven't. It could be very that. pleasurable too. It's yeah, weird, it isn't is. it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So as we wrap this up, um, I want to try to get our heads around like you know, deconstructing, how do you find these small wins? Cause you know, sometimes it could be pretty difficult, right? So I think part of it might be redefining what success is. So instead of looking at the ultimate goal or the reason you may have started doing something for your health, um, you know, kind of redefining what that success is or being open, I guess, to other signs of success and then looking for evidence of that success. Uh, and I think it, it, you have to actively do that and maybe even, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll, you know, even a little journaling saying like, what were some of the small wins I had today in, in, in a health category or just in general? What do you guys think? How, how can somebody become more aware of those small wins? Or do you think most of us are and we just discount them? I don't think we are. I wouldn't have even come up with this if you hadn't asked us to do it. So I think it's almost like you have to be given the assignment to identify the small wins. Yeah. Because I didn't even really think of these as small wins. And then you said, hey, we're going to talk about this. And at first I was like, I don't know what I'm going to say. And then these are all things just from the last few days that I'd thought about in the moment, but I didn't really like chalk up as a small win. So you kind of have to just have the assignment, identify a small win in all four categories of, you know, of the, of the core four. And then I think you become more aware of that and, and more reflective. Yep. Yeah, because for, for me, I didn't even count like, I've been going to bed at a recent hour as a win until like, and then to hear that other people are so excited about it and being like, yes, bedtimes. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. No, I, cause I did not count any of those as wins until I was kind of forced or like made it an intention to be like, what did you do? What good things are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, it's because, you know, again, it's like we talked about, these are all things I would never tell anyone like i haven't told laura like hey i'm so excited i felt sleepy at nine o'clock last night (laughs) you know it's like just kind of weird you you wouldn't share it on social media anything like that so you kind of have to again i think almost have the assignment of just identifying it and you know maybe you jot it down in your journal or something like you said yep just recognizing it start developing that muscle of recognizing those small wins and the value is they can be motivating those big wins are few and far between 
Sometimes you might not ever achieve those big wins. Who knows to the extent that you wanted to try to achieve those big wins. But take a look at how are other aspects of your life being improved by any sort of health changes that you're making. That can be very motivating. So our challenge to you is take the assignment. Take a look at all the core four activity, nutrition, sleep, mental health, and Take five, 10 minutes. And, and if you were on the podcast and we were you know, expecting you to come up with one in each category, what would your small win be? And then start celebrating and recognizing those small wins. And the more you celebrate and recognize them, the more you'll notice. And the more you notice, the more you'll be motivated to continue on your health journey. And if you want to share them, <laughs> perhaps you don't, I don't know. But if you want to share them or any other thoughts you had on this episode, you can reach out to us. Hello at thescoperadio.com. Hello at thescoperadio.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for caring about men's health.